Beamer here with MagnaWave for this edition of the Tuesday Office Hours. Glad to be with you this morning. If you have any questions, uh, please feel free to put them in the uh, thread and uh, we will answer those questions for you and we look forward to doing that. If there's something that you'd like to talk about and you want to uh, give me a call and have me uh, talk to you, just simply uh, text your name to 502-599-9722 and then I will uh, phone you back and we can have the conversation or talk about anything that you might like to discuss on this morning's edition of MagnaWave Office Hour. So uh, just dial 502-599-9722, text me your name and I will get right back to you uh, at that point. I'll leave that up for a moment for a few minutes if anybody wants to uh, to pay it to uh, take a look at that and give me a call. Good morning, Hazel. Good morning, Kate. Uh, Geared for Life Design and Gifts. Good morning. And Sarah, good morning. Thank you for being with us this morning. Uh, folks are joining us and hopefully they'll have some things that they uh, want to talk about. I do have a couple of questions that have come up. Uh, Tina asks, how frequently should you treat a horse that has brachial plexus? What's a nerve condition on a person that comes off the back of their neck as the nerves go into their armpit and can be debilitating to the mo movement of the arm and what they may be doing? And the same thing in a horse as it comes down the neck, it can go into the shoulder and cause some problems in the in the leg and with as far as walking as far as uh, peripheral damage or peripheral problems with neuropathy so on and so forth so how often would i treat i would treat as often as possible uh, certainly a uh, uh, protocol to look at when we approach many of those types of conditions is that we treat uh, five to seven days in a row if possible and then you kind of back off a little bit and see how things are going. Uh, one treatment when you're dealing with nerves, it's tough because to get the inflammation, to get the, the stabilization in nerves is much more difficult than it is to get to gain stabilization uh, of soft muscle tissue and so forth. So it's going to take more treatments to do that. If you remember uh, with the thing that I talk about quite often with Debbie, with Dee, Dee my wife, uh, when she has three herniated discs and it took us actually a period of about 90 days worth of treatments to get her to where she had four weeks worth of relief after one or two treatments. So we treated her for 90 days. She had four weeks worth of relief and then she needs another two or three treatments and then she gets four weeks worth of relief. Well, that can very well be the same type situation here. Now we don't know what's causing the, the brachial plexus, but in this particular instance, but still it's just harder to get inflammation, to get things in, in a nerve. Quite often we've talked about with someone have, having nerve issues or problems in their hands, let's say they, they um, uh, carpal tunnel or something like that. One treatment may get them some relief for a couple hours. Two treatments may get them relief for a day. Uh, three treatments may get them relief for a couple of days. So you just kind of work that through. And, and that I would stay on it in that type situation. Uh, I would treat as often as necessary to try to get some to get some relief. You may not really notice too much on the first couple of treatments, but I you would hope that you would because that's one of the beauties of our high power uh, PMF treatments is that typically you're able to garner some type of immediate response to give you some direction on where you want to go and how you want to approach the particular uh, situation that you're uh, that you're dealing with. If you're hearing some hammering or things in the background, um, we came home from Florida by putting some new doors uh, in the house uh, to uh, kind of shore it up, not shore it up, but uh, tighten it up a little bit. Uh, and we need, and that's going on right now. And uh, so you might hear a little hammering in the background. If you do, I'm, I'm sorry and apologize uh, for that happening. But at any rate, uh, you want to, when you're dealing with uh, that type of indication, more is certainly better than, than one or, or two treatments. Uh, to deal with a, with an indication like brachial uh, plexus. Great question though, Tina, I appreciate you uh, asking. Let's take a look over here on uh, Restream and see if we've got any questions that have come up at this point. Nope, Tim's with us. Good morning, Tim, how are you? Uh, Christine's with us also. Good morning, Christine. So if you have any questions, just put them in the uh, thread and I will be certainly get them. If you'd like to talk to me, the number's on the screen, 502-599-9722. Uh, let me come back over here. Um, no cash box, cast box sound. Okay, let's take a look at cast box. Wonder why no sound. Uh, you're in recording mode. Um, don't know. 
don't have a clue. Autoplay, listeners two. Hazel's with us on Castbox. I don't know why. I'll try to. Uh, um, Mike, oh, may not be able to share the mic with StreamYard. That could very well be. Uh, so we'll just uh, leave that alone. Uh, in fact, what I'll do is uh, says we're on air, but I will. I'll leave it there. If we don't get any kicks on, it kicks on. Uh, sorry for that inconvenience. Those of you who are uh, with us on Castbox this morning. Um, okay, let's come back over here to restream. Um, and see any other questions. Good morning, uh, Johnson's Equine Edge from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Glad that you're with us this morning. Uh, Tom asked the question. He's got a nine-year-old Holsteiner chestnut uh, who is a real handful in the cross ties, uh, whether she is in the wash stall, tacking area, or in the aisle. So we got a horse that, that is always a bit jittery in those types of situations. I've managed to use large butterfly to give her full body treatments, but she is constantly moving around and very fidgety. I've tried calming points, but nothing seems to settle her down. I have a max and I'm using fairly low setting. Any suggestions on how to get her settled down? Well, one way that some people do um, with, with horses is to treat the legs. I, I would maybe come back and treat the uh, uh, one or two of the front legs uh, that seems to have a calming uh, effect on them. I would treat the aspirin point certainly on the hock, um, at, at the top of the hock to uh, maybe that can uh, cause some calming. The comment that, that he said is, is uh, and using a fairly low setting. Um, what I would do is use a initially a definitely low setting um, and, and go at it from that, that, that direction. Because even though you're using a very, very low setting, maybe something you're not even hearing uh, is still providing some therapy to the animal and to the areas that, that you're treating. The other thing that you might do, and we've done this in the past, if you're going to use the, the large butterfly loops or the wave wings, is to put them on the horse without the machine running and just let them be there. Put them on the horse, hold the horse. In other words, put your hand, your arm up around the neck of the animal. Uh, just let them know that they're comfortable and, and these coils are on there. And even with nothing going, just get them used to what's happening. Now, certainly if the horse is always a problem in the cross ties, there's no reason to think that it's going to calm down utilizing the MagnaWave type, the MagnaWave PEMF therapy. However, we would hope that with some, with some practice, we might get the horse to where it understands and it relaxes a bit. Don't be afraid to, if you're going to go up to the horse and put the large wave wings, if you will, uh, over the shoulders. That could be an issue in itself. Now that I'm sitting here thinking about that, if you've got an animal or a person that's temperamental to stimulate a large area of tissue is not always necessarily the thing you want to do. So you might want to come back and use the butterfly loop, or if you have the paddle, use the paddle on a very low setting, like you're brushing the animal and they'll get more comfortable to that. But if you're trying to do a large area, even I've experienced this with the large loop, the 12 inch large loop that we have, sometimes that's just too much tissue stimulation for a sensitive animal to be comfortable and to not want to move around. So I would simply bring the size down, uh, potentially that's one way, do, the, do what I just said, treat the, treat the legs, move up, put the, put the large loops over the shoulders, hug the horse, if you will, calm the horse, pet the horse while it's there, then turn it on very, very, very low. Let it become comfortable with that and then begin to move it up. If you get to a level that is still considered low and the horse becomes fidgety, don't go any higher. Make it, allow it to be comfortable. Just leave it on the shoulders a little longer. Leave it on there an extra five minutes or so if you're doing the full body of the shoulders and approach it that way. Other option, of course, as I've just mentioned, is to go with a smaller coil, to not stimulate so much tissue, also have that on low and to begin to, to work on it. So basically what we want to sneak up on the horse in a manner that is comfortable to them, that they, that they know what's going on and they'll allow you to do what you want to do. That would be my suggestion. There's another question uh, that has come up. Um, I'll come to that one too, where someone's had a horse that would not treat, allow a treatment for full body. And first time that uh, Rachel, first time she's ever had this type of situation. And there's always that horse, 
or there's always that person that just is not comfortable with with what's going on. In people, we talk about maybe one out of a hundred people who just, just cannot tolerate this type of signal. That's the same kind of person that maybe gets headaches in front of their computer or in front of their television, or they they they're irritated by high voltage wires outside. So, they, you know, whether it's a toxin level or it's just the body sensitivity, you know, we all are different in, in our sensitivities and our senses. So it just, you're going to have that and you can have that thing, same situation in an animal as well, whether it's a small animal or a horse or a cow, uh, whatever it may be, you can get into those types of situations that it's just very difficult to do. But again, I would always revert back to the smaller coil lower setting, stimulating less tissue can be a little more involved in terms of what you're doing as far as covering the area, but it's what you're going to do. In the beginning, we didn't have the large wave wings. All I had was the large loop and the butterfly. So if, it, if the large loop was too much, I'd go down to the butterfly and that was it. And I'd work up gradually and approach it from that from that type of situation. Uh, Lee asked the question, got a client's horse diagnosed with EPM, uh, has run the course of meds, would it be safe to treat now? Yes. Uh, once the meds are complete, that's the position that we've taken over the years because that's the position most veterinarians over the last 10 years or so have felt that's the way to do it. Do the meds, then come back and treat. Uh, even, and she goes on, even if another round of marquees is uh, a marquee, is is in the in the off and is scheduled uh certainly uh, i would not worry about that there are veterinarians today that talk about treating during the medication cycle and technically that should be fine because it would enhance potentially the metabolism of the uh, medications that are being supplied and delivered and a lot of people can approach it from that position as well however i would check that with the veterinarian and make sure that you're all on the same page with how you're approaching it and and what you're doing so uh, that's certainly uh, one way to do it but yes once the treatments are completed uh, with the epm that's always been our our go-to comment at the point you're safe to treat check with your vet all right let's see there was another question i took that one um i mean oh there's a picture of a dog okay Okay, uh, Brianna is looking for some uh, pictures to use with business cards. Uh, Brianna, call the office and uh, talk with Chris in the art department and uh, tell him what you're looking for. And he can help you find the particular graphic that you want. And of course, he's got piles of graphics. He may, able, may be able to find something to take care of what you need. And certainly, if you wish, he can uh, help you produce your cards and uh, get them taken care of for you as well. So call the office, talk to Chris, uh, the artist in the art department, and uh, he'd be happy to help you out. If you have any other questions, let me come over here and check uh, Restream and see what we may have coming up. Uh, we got good morning from Myrtle Beach uh, again. So um, if you have any questions, just put them in the uh, chat box and we'd be happy to uh, have a look at them and answer your questions as well. Okay, let's see. Suggestions for the person with a nervous horse. Work, work on it in the stall, uh, untied and or held by someone. I like to double a large loop and put my hand between the horse and the loop. So I'm stroking while working, start working the withers and go back. Great, uh, uh, great comment. And I appreciate that. Thank you for uh, uh, sharing that uh, with us. And uh, that's a good idea. That's kind of what we were talking about. Kind of you, don't be afraid uh, to when you're working on the horse, show your emotion, show what you want to do uh, to be with, with the horse. And that is certainly always comforting and helps them relax. How long does it take uh, to service the Pulse Pro? Like how long am I going to be without it? Uh, two things that can happen there, depending where you are, call the office and talk to Lee. Lee's our customer service uh, advocate, and she will certainly take care, care of you on that. If you're busy and you got a lot going on, there are ways to get you loaner machines to have in your hands so you can use that and then send your machine in. Typically, a machine that comes that comes goes to uh, PMF Solutions for a repair is, is in the shop for two or three days uh, and back out to you. They tell me they're trying to get that to where they can turn those in and out of the shop in a day. It's it's always a challenge with everything going on, though. But uh, you might want to figure with shipping and everything, probably a, a week to a week and a half 
uh, they're, they're more centrally located than the California uh, offices. And so it's easier to get things in and out more quickly. Uh, whereas in California, if you want to send a machine, it takes a week to get there, two or three days in the shop, a week to get back. So you're looking at two and a half, three weeks in, in many cases there. So what I'd recommend is uh, call the office. Uh, 502-742-7868, 502-742-7868, and uh, ask for Lee, and she will talk you through and explain that whole uh, situation to you, Tanya, and uh, help you get taken care of uh, at that point. Let's see if there's anything else over here. Any other questions? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. John's got a question. John Stevens treated uh, a lady that fell a couple of times over 18 months ago and had issued just one side of her coccyx. She had one session with my therapist and said it was worse the next day. I treat her. She said the next day was horrendous. The following day after that, it was still worse than normal. Two days after that, I uh, said it's back to the baseline pain, which was bad in any way. I've never once treatment again. Have you seen that? Well, you don't know the extent of the injury. I can say that when treating folks, if they're not getting any relief after two or three treatments, they need to see a doctor uh, for sure. Um, it's just one of those things. There could be a break there. There could be a nerve entanglement in, in the well, from the fall. And it's just something that, you, that has to be dealt with. Uh, don't know what the settings were, but if you get that type situation, uh, and again, I'll go back and, and relate to well, it doesn't make any difference, whether it's a person or an animal. If you treat them two or three times and they're not having any relief, there's something else going on uh, that needs to be to be dealt with. You gave it a shot and, and you worked at it, but you can't. If, if it's really anatomical, something going on in there, you want to let that be handled in a uh, by a professional. Not that you're not a professional, you understand what I'm saying, but by a doctor or someone who can can look at that. Uh, the other thing to think about it, it could be a strength issue. Depending on where it's at, you maybe need to treat very, very, very subtly and uh, for maybe a little more time in those type situations and uh, allow that to uh, develop accordingly. Haven't had that. We don't see that often. Typically, uh, as we've said, you treat someone and they get some form of an immediate response. Subsequent treatments continue the improvement. As I say, treat as long as function continues to improve and then treat as often to maintain function. If function doesn't improve, there's something else uh, going on that, that needs to be looked at in a different fashion. It could simply, it could be an, uh, a chiropractic adjustment is required to get things in, in place, stop a pinching that could be going on and get that in place. And then we can come in and uh, use our apparatus to begin to relieve the inflammation and relieve uh, the pain and those types of situations. Let me take a look here. A lot of folks with us this morning. Uh, see if there's any other questions here that are coming uh, that are there. Um, all right. I uh, don't see thing there. Uh, let's see. She's getting a scan soon, hoping to hear back from her. Good. That, that's good. Full body and then concentrate on the affected. What's this? S scan semi three middle setting. Uh, you were using the middle setting. That should be uh, certainly um, not too strong with the semi three uh, when treating that type of situation. But you know, in, in some cases, you might be best to uh, start on low the first. You know, do a few minutes. Do a few minutes on low, stop, see how they're doing, then move up to the uh, middle setting or the medium setting on the semi three and, and see where that goes. But again, you're, she's doing the right thing. If, if you don't get that response pretty, pretty well quickly, that's how it needs to be uh, potentially um, approached. It's just my luck. <laughs> I understand, John, you know, that, that does happen. And, uh, uh, but you know, you just need to, uh, it's true. We can't just, we don't solve everything uh, in every type of situation. Uh, good morning, Gwendla, Gwenda, Gwenlinda. How do you say that? Gwenlinda. Okay, good. Uh, good morning. Uh, we're glad that you're with us this morning. And uh, John talking about just my luck. Okay, if you'd like to talk to me, uh, please uh, send a, uh, I think Chris can put that up there. He's got in control of, of the control room. Uh, the phone number is 502-599-9722, and I'd be happy to visit with you. Remember, if you call, send us a text and I call you back, then you'll be entered to win some MagnaWave swag and a swag bag. that they got mugs, hats, shirts, brochures, all kinds of stuff in it. So uh, give me a call. Let's visit a little bit and uh, get you some swag. 
uh, for your use uh, in, in what's going on. And uh, need, I was looking this morning uh, as, uh, at my shirts and stuff that I was going to wear today and, and think about uh, we have a new logo. And uh, so um, I just probably need to move my uh, stuff over to the Glenda. Okay, great. Thank you. I, I apologize for uh, uh, not pronouncing it properly, Glenda. So I uh, thank you so much and I'll, I'll remember that in the future. But a uh, lot of neat things uh, heading uh, out as far as uh, promotional materials, new commercials are being made uh, that are certainly be available to uh, to you folks to use uh, in your businesses. And, uh, and I've been doing some studying. Uh, as you know, I've started a, uh, a second company uh, dealing with hemp and uh, supplements. And uh, so I'm doing some uh, hacking, uh, email, uh, not email, but some hacking of uh, Facebook and LinkedIn and trying to work things back and forth to help communicate with folks in that regard. And I've learned that there's a lot of neat little things that we can do for you as MagnaWave practitioners to give you an opportunity to help find people in your neighborhood who would be uh, uh, potential customers for you. So hop on over to LinkedIn, look up Patrick Zemer and uh, join me over there. We're going to start some uh, uh, conferences to uh, deal with uh, things that you can do on Facebook and LinkedIn to help potentially uh, improve your customer base and make better contact. Uh, with your customers in order to uh, help your business grow. Again, that's LinkedIn, uh, Pat Zemer or Patrick Zemer. Come on over and uh, send me a message. Let's connect and then we'll uh, start sharing some information back and forth uh, to maybe help you with some of the social media things that you want to uh, deal with uh, as you move forward with your business. Send me a text, 502-599-9722, and we will uh, answer your questions or have whatever com uh, conversation you'd like to have. Uh, Kelly says she re recently had a trainer want me to be with them at the track races. I am getting my groom's license. Where do I find rules and regulations um, that I can and cannot use at the track? This is an Arizona uh, on thoroughbred track. Um, I believe that's Arizona uh, track. Uh, thank you in advance. Well, typically, uh, Kelly, there's you, you want to go and some tracks will require you to register as a therapist and you want to show your certification badge or your certification certificate. And um, so they understand that you have the training that many tracks require. Uh, they are some require that you sign up as a vendor. Uh, and then you want to make sure what that particular tracks or the track veterinarians guidelines are. For example, in Kentucky, there's really no guidelines that we, that keep us from treating on race day, but the state veterinarian kind of likes things not to happen on race day. So we typically cease to do treat the day before the race and not race day, but they can treat on race day. So it's just, you know, just how you want to, how they want to work it. Uh, California is a state with no uh, race day uh, treatments uh, or things like that. So you just want to make sure that you're following uh, the regulations of the track. If you get there and they ask questions or they don't understand uh, MagnaWave or PEMF, uh, I've been to Arizona and had, didn't have situations, um, problems myself. Uh, and, and typically you can just, uh, if you're with a particular trainer and you're under their auspices, that's, that's fine because you're basically working as a potentially a part-time employee of that various, of that trainer and you uh, operate accordingly. If there are any questions that you have, simply uh, call the office, talk to Erin, uh, and she's our certification trainer, and she can help you with regard to uh, what various regulations are in various states and, and uh, what some of the uh, track uh, veterinarians or track management wants, the stewards, in order to uh, have you work uh, at the various uh, tracks or for the various trainers. Uh, in that area. So that's how I would approach it. Uh, and if you want to know from both sides, again, call Aaron 502-742-7868. And uh, Aaron can help you out in that type of situation. Great question. And uh, hope you get it uh, taken care of as you wish. Um, let's see. Uh, therapy such a oh uh somebody the magnetic draw of pulsed electromagnetic field therapy american horse publications let's have a look here and see what that particular article is about um 
I'll take a look at the article. It's it's a long article. There are some articles that have been written based on articles that were written back in 2011, 2010, where they had very, where they had misinformation and misconceptions of PEMF, and they made they make claims as to uh, what it is and potential dangers and so forth. And we'll look at that article and see uh, what it is, and and we'll come back and post accordingly. Uh, that question was posted in the certified practitioners. Uh, page and, and we will certainly uh, take a look at that and get that article question answered. All right, 502-599-9722. Oh, yep, here we go. Uh, Chris has put up the new number. I forgot about that. 833-MAGNA-WAY. If you uh, want to call the office, dial 833-MAGNA-WAY and talk to the person that will help you. Uh, product specialist or Lee in customer service, Aaron in uh, certification and training to uh, help you get your questions answered uh, at that point. Let's come back over here to restream and see what's going on. No other questions there. I'll stay as long as we've got some questions and things to be discussed. Uh, so if you have a question, put it in. If there's a point of interest you would like to discuss, uh, put that in and it doesn't necessarily have to be a question. It can be something that, that uh, you feel it just needs to maybe be discussed a little bit. We'd be happy to, uh, to talk about that and uh, have some time, fun time together doing and approaching those types of situations. Um, while I'm waiting for someone to post a question, I'll just take a second here to uh, mention to you uh, jutehealth.com is the my hemp site uh, if you've used hemp products cbd products and you're uh, interested in in uh, taking a look at what we're doing we grow the product process the product uh bottle the product and and ship it so it's all totally controlled third-party testing uh, we have non-thc and thc products and uh, so if you want to know more about it go to jutehealth.com if you're interested in purchasing get a 20 percent discount using the code jute jute 49 uh, or simply uh, send me an email and I'd be happy to contact you and answer any questions you may have if you might be interested in utilizing uh, the hemp products as part of your business. Uh, they are available for wholesale purchase so if you want to purchase wholesale and uh, and resell them to your customers you can certainly do that as well. So that's enough on the uh, jute little question, little commercial while I'm waiting to see uh, uh, autoimmune disease, something to talk about. Autoimmune is a problem. I mean, it's tough. I mean, because you get situations, you get a lot of different things going on and you need to build up the body. And from that perspective, um, and again, they're drilling and sawing. So I apologize for hearing. Can you hear that in the background, Chris? Maybe you can hear it in the background. Well, okay. It's there. Um, I hoped it wouldn't be that much this morning, but at any rate, um, what we want to do and what we're trying to do is, is improve the homeostasis of the body. And if we can improve the blood cellular health, then we can help balance what's going on in the body. The body will be in a better position to balance itself, to better deal with autoimmune type of situations and to strengthen the immune system and to strengthen everything that, that's going on. And uh, certainly uh, that's a situation for if that's a prevalent issue, the treating regularly may be a benefit to that, but just helping the balance and the overall health is something that can uh, deal in that situation. Okay, let's see. Um, mildly okay, um, Catherine says, I'm wondering, has the MagnaWave soul, uh, wonder, wondering if you have offers a trade-in option, uh, mildly considering a stronger machine. Uh, certainly that would be something that you might consider as you go along. Uh, call the office 833-MAGNA-WAVE and uh, ask to talk to um, um, Cameron, uh, a sales associate, a sales manager. Cameron can talk about that with you and certainly we want you to have the machine that you want and, uh, and there's no reason that we can't facilitate your questions with regard to upgrading and, and going from there. Uh, good morning, Terry Joe. Um, but uh, that'd be a way to approach that. Let's see, it's not a question, but I have fibroids in my chest and after a month of treating my bladder, I noticed the fibroids were totally gone after another success for MagnaWave. It is, Brianna, it's amazing how we hear those types uh, of stories. Oh, great. Um, Chris is putting up the questions now right on the screen so you can see them as well as, uh, as what I'm having looked at. This is our second week for StreamYard. 
we're using this particular uh, program and we're learning as we go what we can do and, and how well it can work. And But it is, a, it is amazing how you, you'll treat one thing and all of a sudden other things uh, go away uh, because of, of that. And, and I'll, I'll tell you a story, uh, another one, this is my wife, Didi, um, had a, they discovered uh, several years ago, uh, I guess now about 14, 15 years ago, that she had an ascending aortic aneurysm. Actually, this is going back to about 2003 when I was first using PEMF uh, in my practice and, and moving along from there, but she had an ascending aortic aneurysm and every six months they would do an MRI uh, to take a look at it and make sure that it was not getting any larger and that it was not going to hopefully cause any problems. And about a year in, she's treating herself regularly with PEMF uh, at that time um, because she was treating our dog. We had a boxer that had hip dysplasia and, and she would lay with the dog and treat the dog uh, at the same time. But at any rate, uh, she went to the doctor, they did the test and the doctor says, well, you know, it's getting a little smaller and uh, which, you ask people and that doesn't happen with aneurysms. They don't get smaller. Uh, they get bigger and then they become a problem. And you certainly don't want an aneurysm to burst or anything like that. But the doctors made, you know, that's looking like it's, it's smaller this time than it was. It was at three centimeters. So it's, it's at a, it was at a point to where they start worrying about aneurysms. If they're less than, than three centimeters, quite often they're just watching them and see what was going on. Well, this was, this particular aneurysm was over three centimeters. And so they were again, watching it very, very closely and then all of a sudden it was smaller. We didn't, we didn't even think about it at that point. But over the years, we began to treat Dee Dee for her herniated discs with the higher powered machines. That's where she really got some relief because of her fall. I told you that, that she's fall, she had fallen and she couldn't raise her arm above her shoulder. And, uh, and the high power machine relieved her pain, gave her some total mobility. And then that whole treatment regimen took place that she's been using now for, for 12 years, 12 or 13 years. But so anyway, we're on the road and we, we, you know, we were on the road seven years full time in, in the tube, as she calls it, in the RV. And and so she'd come home and they do the tests. And, and so uh, back in 2011 or 12, uh, she goes in for one of the tests. He does uh, does the scan, does the MRI and comes out and says, well, it's gone. And the question was, it's gone. And, and as we so often run into, the comment was, well, it must have been a misdiagnosis. And uh, so it just fluke, it's gone. And but for seven years, they were checking her every six months and it was there and it had decreased in size, which they didn't really understand. And then all of a sudden, seven years later, after we were on the road, she comes home and they says, you know, we need to check that, do that aneurysm look again. And it was gone. And so that, to me, that's kind of one of the miracles. Uh, and I don't want to call it a miracle because they say, don't talk about your, your business or your product being a miracle because that people say well, that's crap. But at any rate, uh, to me, it's one of the miracles of what happens as you're talking about the, the fibroids and it was gone and it's been gone, it hasn't come back and, and nothing going on with that. And so to me, that's a miracle of PEMF and, and, and what it can do uh, to the body. And I, and you know, enough for that, but that's the story. And, and that's what's happened as, as we discuss it. And, and that's something to think about also as you're approaching your business and, uh, and doing things uh, with your, with your clients, share your stories, share the experiences that you have personally had, share the experiences that I have had. And you, you can look in the, in the certified practitioner page or the MagnaWave corporate page, there's all kinds of stories uh, and, and situations where people have had success with open wounds, closed wounds, bone breaks, anything you want to talk about, they're there. Uh, different uh, situations that good blood flow can help improve, but create a story, create your, your, uh, your background and people want to hear stories. They, they believe in stories uh, because they're, they, they just like to hear a good story. And if, and if you say it in a manner that you believe it, then they'll believe it and they'll trust you for what you're doing. And that will help you uh, help your clients better understand what you're doing and how you're going forward and, and working to uh, build your business. Uh, and Brianna says, I wasn't even treating every day. I was treating once a week, every so often, and about a month mark of getting my machine, I noticed they were gone. Um, it, it, there's just, there's just story after story after story that people can share. And that's a great one. 
uh, you could talk about one of your associates uh, mentioned name, uh, had this type situation, and it was relieved after X amount of treatments uh, with the MagnaWave PMF device. And, and that, that's what we're looking for, and that's what helps us uh, help you and help us everyone uh, grow and build their business uh, as they and we move, we move forward. Okay, let's see. Any other questions? Uh, simply put them. Let's. I wonder. I don't know what's going on over on Castbox, but uh, uh, not much. We need. To, we do need to check that out though and see what we might have to do. I may need to do Castbox on a on a separate computer so we can just launch them both at the same time and have them going. That'd probably be the way. To, we ought to probably ought to test that, uh, Chris, and see uh, how that how that plays. All right. Uh, if you have any questions, simply put them in there. If you'd like to talk with me, send me a text 502-599-9722. I'll call you back and we can, uh, we can visit uh, accordingly. If we have no other questions, uh, we've been here about 45 minutes, maybe 42 minutes because we started a couple minutes late. Um, we'll be happy to, uh, AOP certification is now available. Oh, what is that? Where'd that go? Um, uh, by the way, AOPP certification, AOPP, the Association of PMF Professionals, is a place where you can go. Uh, you can secure your location on the map. There is a map showing PMF practitioners all over the country, uh, not just MagnaWave practitioners, but any practitioners all over the country so people can understand the viability of PMF and, and how it can be used. But if you're a practitioner, you can go to the AOPP. Uh, position yourself on the map to show where you're located. And if you go to a particular show, you can change, as I understand, your location so they see, so people can see that you're at a given show or a given location in town and uh, approach it from that. But they also have a certification program as part of the AOPP uh, to, to give you additional credentials uh, for your practice. Um, and, and that's that's very interesting. So uh, go over. It's thanks for putting that up, Chris, and reminding me. It's the Association of PMF Professionals. The website is pmfprofessionals.com, pmfprofessionals.com. Uh, their their charge at the AOPP is to help. Uh, number one, practitioners have a place to be together so people can go and, and do research and ha get questions answered and look at studies and all of that type situation. But they also, uh, when we had the situation in New York earlier this year, as far as licensing at the tracks, the AOPP was helpful. They were just beginning at that point, but they were very helpful in writing some letters and, and uh, communicating with the New York Racing Commission. And it just showed this, the stature of, of the industry that there is a, a group out there of all practitioners, not just MagnaWave saying or another company saying that you need to do this or do that. So go check out the pmfprofessionals.com, uh, become a member, join that organization. We are a founding member of the organization and we're looking forward to uh, what the AOPP can do and grow in order to help all of our businesses and help uh, PMF uh, gain a good stature in the uh, in medical field. There's some information on it right there on the uh, screen. Um, so check that out, the AOPP Association of PEMF Professionals. Um, you may find that very uh, beneficial and rewarding for what you want to do again as you uh, build and work with your practice. Any other questions, put them in there. If not, we're going to uh, uh, say sayonara. Have a great day. We'll be back next week, but uh, not yet. I'm going to give just a second. I always want to make sure that we uh, don't miss any questions. Um, 502-599-9722 if you'd like to visit with me. Let me just check and make sure. Oh, there is one that came through. Let's open this up and give a ring here. Uh, oh, Sandra's got a question. Here we go. Let's bring it up. All right. Waiting for the answer. Ding. Hello. Good morning. Uh, this is Pat. Oh, oh, your, good morning. Turn your speakers down or mute your speakers. Got it. Okay. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. So I had a question about using a, an attachment inside another attachment. Okay. Like in the instance of treating prostate cancer, would it be any benefit to have uh, the client use the paddle? while sitting inside the large loop or like the butterfly while also inside the large loop does that damage the coils or it, it will not damage the coils uh that's a, that's really a good question so you're you're using a splitter or you're using uh the vestibule type machine that you can run two attachments 
so I have the Julian with the splitter. Uh huh. Okay. And, and um, so you to put the large loop and then put the paddle in the center of it and treat. And there's no reason that that would not be useful, and there's no reason that that couldn't be beneficial to to what you're doing. Would it absolutely be necessary? When I had my prostate issue four years ago now. Um, um, I just used the paddle or the butterfly and I sat on it and I used the uh, semi machine at the time. We didn't have the sole and, uh, but I used the semi just because I wanted to know what it would do uh, in that uh, situation of reducing the, the prostate or what it may do. And uh, my results were very positive. What they were very, all of my brothers, my three brothers, uh, had cancer, uh, prostate cancer, prostate surgery um, at a younger age than me. And uh, when my issue came up, uh, I just assumed, here I go. It's happened to everybody in my family. And I, but I got right on the machine, uh, started using it daily, even sometimes twice a day, sitting on the coil for 15 or 20 minutes. And uh, over a 10 week period of time, when they went in to do the biopsy after MRIs, after ultrasounds, after physical checks, if you know what I mean, uh, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Uh, the, uh, the growth was dead and benign at that point. And, and so it was just a, a situation. That's what I did. But the idea of putting them inside uh, each other you, is not a bad idea. And it would be interesting to see uh, if someone is dealing with uh, enlarged prostate or, or the fear of prostate uh, and the doctors are concerned to be an interesting uh, situation to see how it would turn out. Well, he has been able to manage his cancer in stage one for 10 years. Okay. He actually damaged his heart by overtaking herbal supplements. So he's not done any traditional treatments at all, uh, other than have his PSA levels checked. He's gone to jungles and laid on crystal beds and and several different kinds of other things right. than, than traditional medicine. So I'm hoping this works for him. But oh, I like I so. said, he's uh, had it for 10 years. Wow. That, that's, in stage that's, one. In, that's incredible that he's been able to manage it like that. Uh, right. And, and uh, something, I, you know, I'd, you go a couple other steps if you're talking about complementary processes along with the PEMF would be the hydrowave water. Um, uh, to get him on a routine of that. And uh, something that I also did when I had my uh, scare was uh, I did ozone. I did rectal ozone treatments. And, okay. um, and uh, um, that, that's an interesting process, but you can also do it. You can, in, you can go through the nose, you can go through the ears in order to get the ozone uh, into the body. Uh, cancer does not like oxygen. And so anything right. you can do to improve the oxygen, oxygenation, that would be the hydrowave, the ozone, certainly the magna wave enhances the oxygenation of the blood and all of that together can help fight uh, uh, the cancerous situation that could potentially be there or actually be there. Um, and so there are some things there I'd be happy to discuss further if you wanted to go into that as to specifically what I did or what, where it's available from and, and how, to, uh, how to approach that. But, uh, and Sandra Snell writes, Dr. Snell writes, I feel double attachment does increase the healing energy at that location. So uh, certainly makes, makes perfect sense to approach okay, uh, that. Okay, doke. Perfect. Thank you so much. Okay, send your email to support at MagnaWave PEMF and you'll be entered. Looks like you're the only entry at this point. Now it's probably going to get interesting. We've about, got about 10 minutes to go. We can get some more calls. But thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Thanks. Bye-bye. Great question uh, when it comes to uh, prostate. And again, uh, there's a lot of stories. My story, here's a story that you could talk about and deal with that. We did a study um, in Cuba uh, on dealing with prostate uh, cancer and inflammation and so forth. And uh, Chris is putting that study uh, on the website uh, shortly. If it's not already there, we've talked about it uh, yesterday. And uh, so that, that'll be uh, coming up to show the, the study and the results and uh, how we did and what we did uh, in that particular study. So uh, take a look for that and uh, learn something from that, from that particular uh, study. Uh, let's see, uh, no other questions there. Great question. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you for, for sharing that. 
Uh, if there's anything else, please uh, pull it up there. Let me come out of this here and see if there's another one. Nope, no one else has sent a text. Um, so there's the new logo. Chris has put the new logo on the uh, bottom of the screen there and the new certified logo on the top. Uh, we're excited about that. And uh, maybe he'll, uh, maybe we'll do an, an animation. You know, that animation of it going across the logo would be a good open and close to our programs. Uh, I don't know if I can play an open on StreamYard. I need to get into that and find out if I can. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, if you have any questions, just put them up there and I'll take a look at them. Uh, 9.53, it looks like things have kind of uh, slowed down here a little bit. Um, oh, well, wait a minute. Um, has there been any, Janet asked a question, has there been any progress of other manufacturers providing their machines to the AOPP for testing as to strength, et cetera? Um, they are talking about doing that. Uh, we're certainly going to provide our devices so we can have that. And I think once it starts happening, once the membership of the AOPP begins to grow with practitioners and uh, they're wanting to see the standardization and so forth, that, that other manufacturers will do that. I mean, it, it, as the association grows, people will be required. I mean, in order to have the credibility they want, they're going to want to have someone third party do some testing and verify uh, with the devices. Uh, the, the, the company that made uh, MagnaWave testing device, uh, I understand, is also going to make a testing device for the AOPP with some different switching so they can be more, even more uh, reliable and, and definite on the various power strengths that are available. But Janet, that's a great question. And I, I'm not really sure. Uh, I'll have to reach out to them and see where they are on the, uh, I, I'm sure as they gain more members, they will send formal requests uh, or, you know, official requests, I, I would say, to the other manufacturers to submit their devices uh, for uh, third-party evaluation. If nothing more, that everybody's on the same page. Everybody, you know, everybody was tested the same and, and so forth. And just to give you a little background, uh, in the beginning, years ago, uh, the company in California uh, that, that manufactures our machines based their strength on a mathematical calculation. Uh, if you have this type of resistor and this type of capacitor and this much transformer creating the power, you will get this much gauss. But when you put a different coil on that machine, it changes that dramatically. And so when, when people were saying, well, these machines are 1.9 Tesla or they're 2 Tesla, whatever they were using back then, now people are saying their machines are 3 and 4 Tesla and, and so forth and with no verification as to what they may be other than a mathematical potential situation to calculate what they're saying it is. But it, it drops significantly. For example, if you have the, the, the most powerful attachment we have is the paddle. The paddle generates more gauss, more uh, in energy into the body than any other attachment we have. The large wave wings, for example, treat a huge area of the body or a full back on a person, whatever it may be, and they get good muscle movement and massaging effect with it. And it shows which side of the horse is more uh, sensitive than the other, shows which side of the person is more sensitive than the other. But the gauss output of those wings, simply because of the overall massive size, is much less than, than other attachments. But so you, you want to look at, at that type of situation. And that's where I think the AOPP testing will, uh, will work and come into play. Uh, great question though, Janet. I appreciate that very much. Um, is there any reason we can't continue to use up marketing materials with the old logo, new logo? It, is the new logo just a rebranding? Yes. If you've got old materials, use them. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. We're, this is going to come. Materials that we have will start coming with the new logo. Uh, uh, um, uh, gear and, and swag will start having, in fact, it already does, having the new logo and, and moving forward in that uh, regard. It is a rebranding. Uh, we did some studies and, and found that we were due uh, and uh, in order to cover all of our markets, a, a fresh, a fresh branding, but continue to use the, the one of my favorite jackets has the old logo. And, and uh, I love the old logo. It, it, it came to me in my sleep when we were starting this thing. I got up out of bed and did that on a piece of paper and kind of liked the way it looked. And that became that became the logo. And uh, so I like it a lot. And I think over the years they cleaned it up and made it even look better. Uh, and we have incorporated the 
old logo into the new logo in a fashion. And, and if you look at the MW, the certified logo up in the corner, it one you look at it one time, you see the M and you kind of blink your eye and you see the W. So it's almost a movement. It's almost a, a it's a neat little, neat little effect. So uh, that's what it is, a rebrand. But if you got materials, use them. Uh, that that's certainly okay. The name is, is what you're the, the the family, the Magnaway family is what you're talking to your customers about and what you're doing. So whether it's a, a new logo or an old logo, uh, that's fine. I mean, just look at Coca-Cola. The, the way they do Coke on the diet cola can is different than the way they do cola or Coke on the regular uh, sugar-based uh, Coca-Cola, but they're both saying Coca-Cola, and and they're both there, and so that's how that kind of uh, entwines itself into the branding and the and the development of, of all that. Okay, um, uh, replying to the Association of PEMF Professionals, how does one become a verified practitioner? Um, Okay, let's see, two questions. Uh, John, uh, as far as the AOPP, if you go to the AOPP, uh, it explains there uh, what it takes to be a verified practitioner uh, uh, for the AOPP, and I don't know that off the top of my head. Uh, I probably need to get in there and take a look at that, but they do have verified and certified uh, practitioners. They want to verify that you're real. They want to verify that your location or the area that you're working is real so somebody can understand who you are and what you're doing and, and, uh, and that you are a PEMF professional. It's just something that, that a lot of us have felt that we need to bring that synergy together uh, across all all scopes of people that practice PEMF to to show that that it's uh, to help move it along. We want to move it uh, further down the road as far as understanding, recognition, uh, uh, viability, uh, and so forth of, of this fantastic uh, uh, process that we're able to be a part of and use. Um, let's see. Replying uh, is the new one in the upper right. Yes, that's the new one in the upper right. Don't like that. Already looks old. What study did you do? LOL. <laughs> well, we did a marketing study. Um, we, we employed a company to come in and analyze and, and ask some questions and, and uh, look at things. And I'm hurt that you think it looks old. I'm gonna, you know, a little sad, but that's okay. Um, we'll see. <laughs> John, I appreciate your uh, uh, input and comments, but uh, that is the new one in the upper right-hand corner. Um, anything else this morning, folks, uh, ask me a question, send me some information. I'd be happy to answer it. It is 10 o'clock. We do need to move on to some other things. I um, appreciate you being here with me this morning. I look forward to joining you again uh, next Tuesday. Uh, I'll be back down in Florida next Tuesday. Uh, going to meet with the New York Mets uh, next week. Um, in uh, Florida. And uh, certainly uh, we've been working with Kevin Babington, as you know, the hunter jumper rider who had a, a terrible accident and has had some paralyzation uh, and his shoulders down. Uh, he is regaining and we're treating him. Uh, he's treating himself. We set him up with a machine. He's treating himself daily. He's, he's, he's got feeling in his heels. Uh, he's able to move his right hand and arm. He's regaining motion there. So it's a very uh, arduous process. Um, it's a good question. Uh, have you worked with, uh, hydrogen? Uh, I have not. There are some people that are doing that and we probably need to approach that it would be a great conversation to have to see how it could be, uh, uh hand in hand, uh, with as complementary uh, to the, to the methods. But again, Kevin Babington is, is showing some, uh, improvement and uh, feeling and, uh, movement. And so we're excited about that. We're certainly praying for him, uh, he and his wife, Diana, that, that uh, everything can come along well. He is training folks. He is, uh, he's in a chair and he can uh, go to the uh, arena and the ring and, uh, and he talks just fine. And he, so he's able to train and that's, that's wonderful, uh, able to do that and work with his clients and to continue to help them. So, okay. Um, thank you for being with me. I've enjoyed it and we look forward to next weekend. Wave on to better health and uh, have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye.